Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just eight ninety seven for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Welcome back to More To It, the show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey into deeper conversations. Always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcel Swally. Dad, dude! And today, I want to start off with thanking you for all the reviews, subscriptions, five-star ratings, the two one-star ratings I think I have, maybe one, and hope that y'all pump. For our membership program, we're about to start up. Mm-hmm. Y'all know all the exclusive stuff is going to hide behind that. Check it out on YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Marcellus Wiley, with the big that dude face. Ah, and become a member. Become one of that dude's dudes or that dude's divas. Man, we're going to do it. Talking about co-hosting the show with me, doing segments with me fan mail we're gonna have q a sessions hydration situations where we're just gonna grab a drink and talk real life man we just got to be a community up in this piece and i'm loving it so now let's chop up some wood starting with what's up with that dude oh y'all know what's up with me oh man i'm still burnt and chilling huh I am smoky. I don't know what color I am right now, man. I'm the back of the crayon box, way in the corner. (laughs) The 65th crayon, whatever the hell it used to be, right? The one with the sharpener. That's what the kids with the money had. Oh, man, Hawaii got me. I'm burnt. I'm peeling. I don't know what hue I am. It's crazy around these parts. Um, And we had to film yesterday for our show. We're doing another show, family and all of us. So um, the wife and I had to talk a little deeper than the ice skating surface level that is typical of these conversations (laughs) so that was fun man me and her connecting the dots getting intimate uh physically not uh but intimate in terms of our conversation and chopping it up it was fun a lot of deep personal stuff man my wife and i crazy as it is me being from the inner city and her being from a farm town had a lot of things in common growing up man that's why i preach it to you guys to find those similarities, not those differences, right? And my wife and I were able to find that on our journey. And uh took me 38 years to find it. <laughs> I wasn't tripping. I uh, wasn't in a rush either. Uh, I was getting a little bored, a little fatigued. Uh, felt like I was going around the track too many times. You know, I could do the 400. I could do the 800. The mile, we, we starting to talk a little too much, coach. <laughs> yeah, you're starting to think I'm not the athlete I am. And then after the mile, man, please. 
I can't do it. So I was going around that lap, around that track too many times, man, seeing the same things, seeing the same girls, seeing the same events happening. So glad I met my wife. Obviously, I talk about her enough. Damn it. Um, the kids are still off schedule. I don't know how many hours they're sleeping, but it's way too many. Uh, but it's Easter weekend, so they don't have school on Monday. Why in the hell don't my kids have school on Monday? <laughs> Somebody tell me, what the hell? Boy, these public schools I used to go to, they were getting over on us because now ah, I thought that we were winning. These kids are winning. Golly, they don't go to school after the holiday. They don't have school all week because of spring break. And even if they didn't have spring break, they weren't going to school on Friday, not before a holiday, and certainly not after a holiday. You got to recover uh, from the shindig we threw in our Beverly Gardens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Private school life. Oh, man, it's silly. All right, let's get into the show right now. Let's start off with Michael Jordan versus Jamal Crawford. And they had a bet. Ooh, this was a good bet. Now, this would just be a great story, just Michael Jordan versus Jamal Crawford. Because say what you want. Say Jordan's the GOAT. Got it. Say Jamal Crawford's on everyone's favorite basketball player. <laughs> Listen, got it. Jamal Crawford might be the highest-ranked favorite player of all time in the NBA. Like, no one's saying he's the greatest, right, because he was a six-man, even though he was a starter for a while there and chose to be a six-man. No one's saying he's top 20 or whatever. But it'd be hard to say he's not top 20 in your favorite players ever. I don't know how you describe his game. It was like this smorgasbord. It was like a combo of so many others' great games, right? Had some Jordan in him. Then he had some Steph in him. Then he had some AI in him. Like, God, Lee, that boy could do everything. Damn, I love Jamal Crawford. Ah, uh, Michael Jordan loves him as well because <laughs> listen to this bet story. Uh, my boy sent this to me, my L.A. Leakers uh, group text, which um, will get us in trouble like President Trump. <laughs> it, oh, my God. Talk about the illegalities on this group text. It's insane. Uh, but it's honest. Um, let's talk about Jamal Crawford, who challenged Michael Jordan to a three-point shootout for $1,000. Yep, I know what y'all thinking. That's it? I was thinking the same thing. I was like, well, you know, maybe – Jamal doesn't bet because I know Michael Jordan gambles. So maybe Jamal's not a betting type like me. So he's just like, all right, put a little skin in the game. Let's go. Okay. All right. So Jordan won. And then he was like, dog, quote, thousand dollars is for babies and up the amount to five G's. Okay. Okay. Now, you know, Jamal, he's not a gambling man, maybe, but he ain't no punk either. Right. And the boy can shoot. Oh, he can shoot. And this time Jamal won. And Michael Jordan didn't ask Jamal, um, what what car did you uh, drive up here with? Uh, what kind of car did you drive here with? Jamal replied, uh, a Mercedes. You know, probably back then, uh, uh, what was it? Not a Benz 190, 2.5, and you know where to find me. Jacking all the rides. Girl, he's behind me. What was that, uh, Kumo D? Nah, he probably had a 560 SCC with the Alpine kit, whatever the hell that was, that big transformer-looking Mercedes. I don't know, but he said, I got a Mercedes. I got a Benz outside. What a do, boy? Jordan said, I came with a Ferrari. That Modena or something, right? Woo! I love it. Love it. Love it. I love me a Ferrari. Damn it. Let's bet our cars. Huh? Stop the music, DJ. <laughs> Jamal, run. Run. One, you're gambling, so you're going to Jordan's territory. And two, you're getting the GOAT involved and invested in gambling and basketball. And he may lose in gambling, but he don't lose a lot in basketball. <laughs> let's just say that. So now, you know, Jamal ain't a punk. He's like, all right, let's do it. 
Jordan went five for five. Remove Crawford's personalized license plate. Get that off of it. What, what do you think his license plate said? J J Craw five or something. Took it off and left with his bins. <laughs> Took that dude's bins off of a what three point shooting contest they had. Crazy man. And that gambling. Oh, I'm not a gambling man. I've told you my stories uh, before, and I got a couple more. I'm gonna have to share with you guys, but. Not a gambling man, but I ain't no punk either. So I'm competitive. And I think that's what just gambling is, competing. Except you're competing against something that's going to win more times than you are. But while you're winning, if you're betting the right way, if you're betting smart, you can come up just like Jordan, right? He won twice. He did lose once, uh, but he knew what to bet. Bet $1,000? Nah, you got that. And bet a car. Give me that. (laughs) That's crazy. Man, gambling is like this potent. I mean, intoxicating cocktail of certainty and chaos. And I wouldn't be so certain about the certainty, but people are. People believe in their skills and gambling. Jordan and shooting the three-pointer, right? Uh, some cats you know talking about, oh, man, if I'm at the blackjack table, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Meanwhile, they're building casinos in Vegas every single day because it's a wrap. It's a wrap. <laughs> I'm like, y'all, y'all getting y'all heads busted. It's just you just won, he just won, but y'all ain't winning. Vegas is winning. So that cocktail of certainty and chaos just cracks me up because I'm always with somebody who's like, dog, oh, where are we going tonight? All right, all right, we're going to the show for show. We're going to eat before, after, after, all right, all right, club. For sure. Come on, boy. Wally, you, you with the wife? Nah, all right, we're going to the club. Good. All right, um, let me just hit these tables real quick. I'm like, dog, well, do I want to see the, the waitress with the stockings on giving me free watered down drinks while you sit here and lose all your money? No, 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 no. I'm the one. Dog. What? What? And they, you know, when somebody voice change like that, not only are they really offended, but they about to lie. <laughs> what? I'm like, all right, dog. Going to tell you how great he is. What was that dude named Phil Ivy or something? Phil Ivy ain't got nothing on me. I'm just sitting there like, all right. Here we go, waitress with the stockings. I'm looking. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, man. What color is that? That's the most off-brown. But every one of them wear the same color. Like, every one of them. I don't get it. Oh, man. But I've been around some gamblers. Uh, the craziest thing I saw on a team plane, because that used to just be a flying casino. That damn team plane used to go hard. And I used to be sitting there with my little Skittles and Kibbles and Bits and $3. Like, nope. Not taking my money. Not taking my per diem. I'm using this at the strip club. <laughs> the Naked Ballet. That was my $100, $200 going towards. I wasn't about to give it to you. But I saw one of my teammates, and I think I should say his name, and I think I shouldn't because I got to protect the guilty because he got his head bust. <laughs> $170,000 on a flight from Buffalo to Miami. What was that? Three hours? Four hours? Huh? $170,000. They're playing... Blu-ray, Blu-ray, I call it Blu-ray, <laughs> damn DVD, Blu-ray, some poker game, I, I, man, I I don't even want to know, I don't want to know how to pronounce it, because if I do, I'm going to be that much closer to playing it, but I saw him lose that money, and I remember when we came back, and he was, <laughs> he was talking like, dog, you think they're going to make me pay, I was like, hell yeah, they're going to make you pay, why, because you're payable, <laughs> like, you got the money, and they know it. That's why they let you go up that high. And that's why it's a lot of them and just your ass. And they ain't going to kill you. They're your teammates. But they're going to make it real hard for you to exist. <laughs> Let's just say that. So uh, give them their money. And I think he lasted like a month. Because I just remember going to the locker room and just hearing Cass say, no, no, 
I'm trying to muffle his name. Nick, Nick, come on, man. Stop playing, bro. Stop playing, bro. <laughs> and you know when grown men say, stop playing, bro, they ain't going to do nothing to you. They just going to call their cousins. They're going to call their cousins, maybe even a brother-in-law or something. Just get get my money. So I saw that with my own eyes. Um, I've been in Vegas before. Those private rooms, aren't they fresh? You're like, damn. No wonder y'all out here gambling. Look at this room. Y'all gambling just to get in this room. Jesus, <laughs> it's immaculate, velvet everywhere, you know, and they just serving you costal, don pebion, caviar, and you ain't even placed a bet. But then you look at the table, you squint, and you see that minimum, that minimum like fifty thousand. <laughs> God, doubt. <laughs> You're like Jesus. I saw a cat lose a million dollars before my own eyes. Yep, yep. I've seen a guy win two hundred and. Or was it like 300, 300 and some thousand and spend it all at the club? I saw that too. Um, that was hilarious because he just kept getting those, you know, those big cards that come by with your name spelled out and they just kept coming. He's like, oh yeah, some Aussie cat. He was from uh, down low and he just kept spending money and they announced it. I think they announced it. It was, I want to say $243,000. Felt like that. Or it could have been 343000 Whatever it was, too much for the liquid. Too much for that hydration. But he spent it. He won it. Um, I got my head busted one time in Panama. And yeah, it wasn't funny. Um, went down to Panama to judge a Miss Universe pageant. Humble brag, not. That was a straight, real brag. <laughs> I got invited to judge the Miss Universe pageant. Why am I gambling? Why am I rolling the dice? I already won, right? But it was a day early before my boys got there and it was before the contest started. So me, myself and I decided to go down to the basement to this little casino in this hotel. And it looked dark. It looked dusty. And I looked like an uh, uh, arrogant American. Hey, place a bet. How much is the minimums? Five dollars, fifty dollars. Boo. I was just acting up. Let me bet. And I played blackjack all against myself. Me, myself, I, me, myself, I, and me. <laughs> I, I remember it was like seven hands. How many of those little uh, little circles they got? Seven hands. And I'm pushing chips, pushing chips with a little low minimum. I'm like, these broke ass people out here in Panama, what they do. I'm cocky. Oops. And then um, I got up. And I remember I got up. I don't know if I got up three, four K real quick. Wow. Should have known they were running a little game on me, a little racket on me. Next thing I know, had a couple more sips of the tequila. <laughs> I looked at them hands. Them hands, they got cut off. <laughs> it was just arms and wrists. <laughs> no more hands. I was like, damn, where my hands go? Gone. $11,000. Boy, I got up, went upstairs, <sighs> looked at the waitress with the stockings and <laughs> said, help. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> Man, they fleeced me, bruh. It was crazy. So, uh, that's funny. MJ and Jamal Crawford got added. That is real, real losses there. You can, How you get home? The RTD? I don't even know. All right, y'all. Let's talk about Nike. Woo! Nike versus natural women. Ooh. I guess versus transgender women. Ah, let's talk about that. Oh, this is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, with this story, I'm going to read through it because there's so much. And when it gets real sensitive, I like to get the facts super tight instead of just being opinion based and opining up here. So let's talk about how Nike was abandoned by several Olympians over their treatment of women before this latest controversy over a paid partnership with Dylan Mulvaney. All right. Nike's partnership with a wildly popular transgender TikTok influencer to promote its women's wear 
line has raised eyebrows, given that several female Olympians, natural female Olympians, including Simone Biles and Allison Felix, ditched the brand over its alleged treatment of women. Oh, we already see what we got going here. Let's talk through it. Dylan Mulvaney is 26, transitioned from male to female, starting in March 2021, documenting their experiences on social media and won a ton of fans, even an invite to meet Joe Biden at the White House. Is Joe Biden going to invite the natural women? <laughs> she invites everybody, you know, the winner, the loser, uh, natural women, transgender women. Uh, let me stop with the jokes. Y'all know I'm going to bring levity. So um, if y'all tight, y'all better, y'all better tune out. Um, she's also earned millions of dollars in endorsements so far. Backlash was immediate, of course, with critics, including college swimming champion Riley Gaines, saying the tie-up was disrespectful to women. Many also referenced Nike's history with female athletes. Yep. We all know Allison Felix, the most celebrated, the, I'm going to say the again, most celebrated track and field athlete ever. The. Uh, she had a high-profile disagreement with Nike, now being relitigated in the light of this controversy. Uh, the choice to hire Mulvaney proved controversial, partly because she's not an athlete. Hmm, let's stop down here. <laughs> okay. One, she's a transgender woman who is now endorsing women's clothes as a non-athlete for Nike. Okay, y'all make that make sense. Grandma said, baby, it can't make sense out of nonsense, but Nike's about to try. All right. It was their previous record with women, however, that seemed to cause the most consternation. I love that word. Makes you sound smart. One person said, quote, let's talk about Nike, a brand that treats men like Dylan Mulvaney that pretend to be women better than it treats women. Oh, God. Y'all going in. In 2018, Nike brand ambassador and model 10 Olympic medalist Allison Felix got pregnant. Nike then offered her 70 percent less paid than her original. Wow. Another person added. See, Nike knows falling failing pregnant isn't a problem they'll ever have with dylan oh they said that dylan can't get pregnant that's why nike ain't tripping interesting a third person said remember when nike threatened to reduce allison felix's pay by 70 percent for getting pregnant at least dylan won't have that problem all right we get it y'all got the same joke great news for women everywhere mm. let's get past all these people's comments and let's get into some more of this meat Ah, we also know Simone Biles was sponsored by Nike from 2015 until April 2021 when she switched to Athleta. Is that how you say it? Or Athleta? Athleta. Biles said that she felt that Athleta stands for more and everything that I stand for. Mm, my, uh, that's what she said in April 2021. Okay. She ended her deal with Nike as well. Now, there's another list of ladies who uh, obviously let Nike go or Nike let them go because of pregnancy. Not going to go all the way down into that. Oh, man. So let's go here. One more person chimes in. Oh, this one's an Olympian. So let's talk about her. Uh, she said the sponsor posts were using Mulvaney and saying, look, this is a girl. This is a woman when no woman can possibly look like that. Sharon Davies said, a swimmer, an Olympic medalist from Britain, also joined the backlash to Nike's deal. And then women are not a parody, caricature, or stereotype. 
companies and those who disrespect women enough to understand they will lose customers. We will make our voices heard through our spending power and boycott companies that don't know what a woman is. Oh, woo! lot to just digest here and dive through. Let's talk about this. Hey, where are y'all girl dads at? <laughs> I remember that respect and rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. I remember that hashtag and I remember never, ever putting that hashtag on anything I did. Why? Because I knew it was going to have to meet a moment like this. One, I knew it was corny. Uh, respect to those who did it because I thought it was corny because I'm a boy dad too. <laughs> you think you think my girls are better than MJ? You think MJ better than them? So I'm just a dad. How about that? You know, let's just leave all of the identity politics and tribalisms and cute ways of dressing it up. Leave them to the side because a girl dad. Okay, that was fine for the hashtags. Now, I don't hear a lot of men, a lot of girl dads speaking up for their girls. Mm, quiet on the set. I like that better. Yeah, um, they must have got PC'd out the conversation. Mm-hmm. And now it's time to have the conversation. We have to talk through this because Nike, known for its athlete endorsements, now has a non-athlete endorsing women's products that is not a natural woman that's a transgender woman Woo! <laughs> somebody asked me to do this topic i'm like what do i do i just report the facts on this one um i think nike is in the wrong that's my opinion that i will state as a fact uh once again we're in the same place um it, it robs a natural woman it will rob natural women of their opportunities because there's only so many opportunities Two. Let's empower transgender women and men by actually giving them their own, not taking from another. Right. And I think the men are quiet on this because, once again, this actually shows that men are better than women. Yep. Because if you're a natural man, you can get an endorsement from Nike. And if you're a natural man that transitions into a woman, you still get an endorsement from Nike that will take from a natural woman in this conversation. You caught that? Unfair, unfair, unfair. So what are you to do? Well, girl dads out there, speak up. Girl dads out there, um, as they mentioned right here, your spending power, your boycott power, if it's that, if it's that serious to you. Um, I don't have a problem with transgenders. I just have a problem with we act like there's only two categories when transgender is a different word. <laughs> like, like if you're transitioning from something. But it's not a full transition. It can't be. It's impossible. Biologically, it's just impossible, right? But it's a transition socially. Yeah. Well, let's create another social space. I just don't understand why people are not getting this. But in part, they're not getting this because no one's opposing it. Or I shouldn't say no one and talking absolutes, but not enough people are opposing this. So you have an Allison Felix, the most decorated athlete of all time, who goes through a natural process called childbirth, 70% pay cut. All right. Men don't have to go through that. So they get what they deserve based on what they earn. Women can earn it. Allison Felix still was running in the Olympics, last Olympics, and was still a brand. Uh, but you're a mother. You're a natural woman who's going through a natural birth process. Sorry, 70% off. All right. And then here comes a transgender woman who is popular. So obviously, you know, you can sell things through her. But now you're going to actually let that take from other women opportunities that natural women should have. 
Oh, boy. I don't know what you do with this because this is about clothing and shoes. And I think Nike is going to have a great pushback, which is basically saying there are no such thing as transgender shoes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're going to wear what women wear if they're a transgender woman. They're going to wear what men wear if they're a transgender man. They're just going to wear different sizes. That's it. So it's going to be a tough one to fight, but it'd be a nice conversation to have. And that's the only thing that I'm not seeing right now is the conversation. Um, Woo. My daughters. Um, First of all, blessings. I'm born blessings upon blessings. If they're ever Nike athletes, I mean, they're doing something right, but boy, what a problem. What an issue. If they are not given that opportunity because they were robbed of it from a transgender. When people always say there's enough to go around. Not Nike endorsements. <laughs> Maybe enough going around in your life, in your circle, but not Nike endorsements. So this one, let's just put a to be continued because I don't think this conversation is done. All right, let's get to Troy Aikman. Woo, man, Troy Aikman. Is he tripping or are he doing three much? Uh, this is a conversation that people were having. It all started uh, week one, said a contractor on the Monday Night Football team. Because they were talking about some changes in the Monday Night Football crew. And a lot of people anonymously were pointing the finger at Troy Aikman. Damn, don't you hate the anonymous comments? I do too, but so many people are scared. This is the news now, and this is how we got to report it. Um, they say, quote, he was dogging the crew and gear on the air when he couldn't figure his telestrator out. I remember that moment. <laughs> that was funny. He couldn't figure it out because he shows up on game day. Didn't practice. So before halftime, our director had already gotten operations to call someone at Fox, find out exactly what model he used for years prior and had it shipped in for the next game. That's what I'm talking about, Troy. Hey, hey, I don't like this helmet. I don't like this mouthpiece. Y'all better get another one up here. I ain't throwing no more touchdowns. I ain't broadcasting no more games. Flex your muscle. However, anonymous person, I hear you too. (laughs) They like dog. We went through this, but you weren't there to go through it. So um, what's going on? All right, the sources, the sources, y'all scared. And the sources that spoke said that whether Aikman was involved in leadership change or not, well, that matters. <laughs> they felt as though there didn't appear to be any concern for how that decision might impact the rest of the Monday night football production team. Ah, oh, they said people don't realize the impact it has downstream on everyone else. Yeah, there were some shifts. People do realize it. But do people care? Oh, man. Not that much. The biggest muscle flexes. All right, here's the last quote. I think there's a lot of people who could talk, but likely won't because they fear of a potential target being put on their backs by ESPN. Mm. But a lot of those people are so upset. We get it. What is going on over there? They said that he would yell at everyone in the truck when he wasn't getting what he wanted. (laughs) I like Troy just being a quarterback. (laughs) Great to work with. They said about Joe Buck. Of course. Got to have the good cop and the bad cop. You can't have two bad cops. We would have been heard about this. Um, what do I make of this? Um, I like Troy Aikman. I actually love him listening to him. I don't get the criticism of him and Joe Buck. I love both of those guys. Um, don't know them for, you know too well in terms of real time, in terms of FaceTime. Seen them. Hey. Uh, what this sounds like is a typical social experience, especially in the workplace. Um, somebody has a lot of power and with that power, it starts to either get to them or it's going to get to you. <laughs> it's either they're going to get cocky door. Number one, they're going to flex on you. They don't even have to be cocky to do that. They just 
putting you in your place and you know your place. Or three, they do both. <laughs> and there's a fourth one, which is, oh, he's just such a great guy. Never uses it, right? But how many people choose door number four? So usually it's door one, two, or three, the combo of one and two. Um, I have nothing to lend here in terms of deep intel, just an overview. And the overview is this. When you're around someone like that, who you know has the upper hand in power, you still got to be yourself. Now, being yourself is going to rub them the wrong way, especially when they're a person who realizes they don't have the same consequences as you do, but you fully understand that, right? So you can't be combative because you're going to lose that battle. Um, you also can't just start kissing butt because you're like, dog, I'm a grown ass person, man or woman. What the hell are you talking about? So what do you do in these situations? To me, the best way to defuse them seriously is to try to go to friendly places with that person. Right. And that's not always let's go get a beer because the dude may not want to hang with you. You peasant. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's how you go. act. He may not want to kick it. He may just like, dog, I just come to work on my private jet, and I'm out as soon as it's over. So what's a friendly place then? A friendly place then is when y'all over there hovering over the bagels and breathing on the orange juice. A friendly place then is when you're doing the work with them or for them, and you start to have those conversations that are off work topics, right? You got to build the relationship up. And I, this is the, I got to talk to both sides. A lot of times these anonymous people complain when things don't go their way, but they put no deep investment in for them to go their way. They just wait for it to go their way. And when it does, not eh, anonymous source. And I got to complain about Troy Aikman and Troy Aikman like, dog, sorry, didn't know who the punter on the team was. Uh, and if I did, I wasn't mean to him. I just wasn't trying to go out my way. I didn't do my job. If I know the punter that well, think about it. Quarterback, get it fourth down. Oh, he ain't on the field. Um, not everyone's an asshole because they don't want to be your friend. But if they're mean, then they're an asshole. But that doesn't sound like Troy Aikman in this situation. I just think there's a disconnect. Oh, he was just coming in when he came in. Oh, he just left when he left and he didn't even speak to us. But did you speak to him? Hmm. Listen to this. Troy travels on his private jet on Monday mornings and flies home after the game. He could not be further removed from the crew. And I would confidently say that he knows maybe 10 people on a crew of like 150 people. Mm, that's a two-way street right there. I heard nothing but two-way. You know why? Because there have been times where people have said I've been cocky or hard to talk to or whatever the hell, or I just didn't want to bother you. That's the safe way of saying you cocky or scared to talk to you. And I was like, well, that's on you. That's a you problem. You coming at me sideways and I am not that guy. But you can perceive that of people, especially affluent people with success People who have status, people always assume, oh, I know you're so busy. Oh, I'm sorry to bother you. Like, you don't shut up and hurry up and start talking. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's nothing worse than the fan who comes up to you and say, sorry to bother you, but that was four seconds we could have got into that autograph. Four more seconds of pictures. Whatever it is, stop lying. You ain't sorry to bother me. And it's okay if you're bothering me. It's your right to ask to bother me. It's also my right to say, no, <laughs> I refuse. So I think that in this story, it's not a Troy Aikman tripping. It's not a Troy Aikman doing three much. It's also a lot of people around someone successful don't do enough. And we got to figure that balancing act out. Now, seems like Joe Buck figured it out. Hey, how you doing? Oh, what's going on? How's it going? All right. Do you have to do that to just be recognized and respected? Hmm. Sounds like they saying, yeah, you know me. 
Hell no. It takes two to tangle. All right. Last one over here. Let's get into this new NBA rule. Let's do this one. This is going to be hilarious. I love Draymond for this. Uh, Steph, Katie, LeBron, AD, Dame Lillard, Dollar, John Morant, Devin Booker. They will all not qualify for the all NBA this season under the new rule. Hmm. Y'all like that new rule still? <laughs> Remember that new rule? You got to play a minimum of 65 games to get the league awards. Okay, I'm going to say the name again. Steph Curry on the shot, boy. KD Durantula, baby. KD, baby. LeBron James, AD, Glass House all day. Dane Dollar, John Morant. I ain't the killer, but don't push me. Gangster, gangster. Devin Booker, the ghost. What would y'all do? And they weren't all NBA. I guess y'all wouldn't care. Being real, do fans really care? I know players care, and I know the agent really cares. <laughs> the agent like, what? We're not what? Because that's an easy mark, easy merit to get you paid. Man, I think the players going they're going they're going to tough this one out. Like, it depends on the injury. If it's a real injury, like you know how they say, if you're hurt or you're injured. If you're hurt, you might play a little more next year. If you're injured, you can't do anything about it, right? But if you're hovering around 65 games and you're a baller, whoo, watch that pendulum swing to the other direction. Man, because I know I had three award-filled seasons. One time I was voted Pro Bowl starter and second-team All-Pro. Baller, twinkie, twinkie. Another time I was voted uh, alternate. Another time I was voted alternate, but I couldn't play in either game because I was having surgeries because I always was hurt. Um, and one time I was voted as a DJ and got paid to go to the pro. Oh, just a DJ. Kind of embarrassing now. I look back at it. At the time, I thought it was a flex. Probably was a flex then too. And now. Mm. Uh, but it feels good. You know what feels the best? When they single you out in front of all your boys, all your teammates, all your peers. The whole organization recognizes you. I think that feels better than the recognition you would get from the strangers, the fans, the world at large. It's just like the people you go to work with every day just looking at you like, damn, he the employee of the year. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how it feels. You know, you're at McDonald's or something. You're like, man, do you know, I'm smoking them fries, fool. Like, employee of the month. I mean, I don't care what pride looks like. It feels good when you got it, right? And I've been in that situation. Remember the first time Wade Phillips he was sitting around, all right, guys, bring it in. We're going to um, announce our awards. Uh, we have Bruce Smith, 38-time Pro Bowler. <laughs> Andre Reed and Thurman Thomas. You got, and we got, we got, um, we got uh, Marcellus Whitey, <laughs> right? Oh, man, even though those happened in different years, that's how Wade used to talk it. Um Man, it felt good. I swear it felt better than anything. Just looking at all these all like all these professional athletes. And I was like, damn, I'm better than y'all. <laughs> like it was just damn, I'm better. Yeah, you can't say Jack. That's how champions feel. Damn, I'm my team better than yours. And that's that feels amazing, right? I'm I'm assuming I'm not a champion. That you could just hide, not even hide, but just stand behind. What? Boo, we better than y'all. Like Angela Reese right now, looking at Caitlin Clark. Boo, we better than y'all. Caitlin Clark, yeah, but I'm better than you. <laughs> That's how I felt in that moment. I was like, yeah, but I'm better than you. <laughs> like, not all you champions are better than me. I'm better than you. When we at the spot, when we at the bar, when we at the club, I'm looking you dead in your eye. Your team ain't here, homie. I'm better than you. 
Well, we'll see how many of these guys going to feel that same way, even though you know they are. Steph, KD, LeBron, AD, Dame, Lillard, John Morant, Devin Booker, who wouldn't be able to say that next year. They ain't play more than 65 games. All right, y'all. Y'all know how we finish every show with a Wiley-ism. Thoughts are like headlights. You can only see the other persons. <laughs> Everybody on the freeway, you, see them car? you don't see their headlights. You know what I mean? Not yours. You see theirs, right? You don't see your headlights. You're like, damn, you see theirs. And it's crazy. It's how faults are, man. We are just wired to see somebody else's issues. And generally, you see their issues because you have that issue. Whatever scale, whatever level, whatever magnitude, you have that issue. That's why you're able to visualize it, able to verbalize it, able to even see it through your lens because it's a part of who you are. You know how much of this world exists that we have no knowledge of, that we have no understanding of? And frankly, we have like not even any desire to know, like for real. Like we went canoeing the other day in Hawaii and I had no desire before I was on that water to look at those underwater caves and schools of fish. But then when I was there, I was able to see them. I was actually understanding what they were up to. I was actually learning about them from the tour guide. I was actually watching them. They were actually in my mental space. But before that, they weren't. And after that, not that much, right? And that's just life. Life at large, life in general. There is so much you are not paying attention to. And frankly, be real. You don't want to. (laughs) No matter how big your brain is, you ain't paying attention to it. But the one thing you are paying attention to is what you already possess. And that gets shown not only through seeing someone that you have things in common with, but their issues, their faults, like headlights. You can see the other persons, right? So when you see something in somebody else, you're like, oh, I hate that. Oh, I hate that. Oh, why is she showing out? Because you like to show out a little bit, don't you? Why? Or you wish you could show out like that. You wish you had it in you like, oh, ain't nobody going to tell me nothing, right? So that's how the game goes. So be careful all the times you complaining about somebody. If you got a real one around you, they're going to say, hey, you tripping a little too hard on them. You see their issues because it's in you. Maybe you want some of that or you already got some of that. That's going to do it today for more to it check the show notes for all the information on our topics today today want to keep the conversation going let's talk find me on all socials at marcellus wiley yes you can and make sure y'all get ready for what's coming next more to it is a production of dan patrick productions that dude entertainment that's me and workhouse media show is executive produced by dan patrick marcellus wiley me paul anderson and nick panella Marcel Swally, thanks for listening. Thanks for all the reviews, subscriptions, five star ratings, and I hope you're pumped for the membership program. We are going to start on YouTube soon, so subscribe now and get ready for it. Become one of that dude's dudes or that dude's divas. There's more coming from more to it. Talk to y'all hella soon. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. 
With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.